You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode five of Your New Puppies podcast. Today, we're going to talk about crate training. Specifically, we're going to talk about how to get your dog to love his crate. Whether you're just starting out with a new dog, with a new puppy, or maybe you've had a dog for a little bit, even if he doesn't really like his crate right now, I'm going to give you some pointers to turn that around. Because having that space, having that place where your dog can go and be happy and comfortable and safe is going to be key to a lot of training. It's going to make your life and your dog's life so much easier. A lot of times when we think of crate training, we think of puppies, we think of house training and we think of keeping them safe when they're still chewing on things in the house. So those are two very big, very good reasons to use the crate. In fact, I think for, especially for house training, a crate is really essential. It's the easiest, fastest, safest way to house train your dog. And if done right, your dog will love, love, love his crate. And even beyond puppyhood, there are a lot of reasons to kind of keep him used to a crate. I know a lot of us, what happens is once he's house trained, once he's kind of out of the chewing stage, pretty much as soon as you trust him to be in the house unsupervised by himself, then we come away from the crate and we stop using it. There are reasons to keep your dog used to your crate. I'm not saying you have to use it every day, but keep him used to, your, to his crate beyond the puppy years. So what I'm talking about are times like when you have to board him. I know from my experience, I don't require crates. If a dog's not crate trained, I don't use it at all. But if they are crate trained, I actually recommend it because it always seems that the crate trained dogs that you know, sleep in the crates at night seem to make that the best transition. I very rarely have any kind of whining or any kind of, you know, anxiety at night. So especially if you go with a traditional boarding or even a daycare or anywhere where they're going to be confined at night, which is going to be mostly anywhere unless you have a pet sitter that comes to your home. If your dog already has a great, a good association with a crate, with that, that confinement where he's happy there, there's a there's an extra peace of mind knowing that he's going to be comfortable if he ever has to go to the vet. If your dog has, ever has to stay at the vet either overnight or just during the day, they're going to keep him in a kennel. They're going to keep him in a crate, you know, because it's the vet. That's the way they keep them safe. And I know my vet has even commented to me on how comfortable my one dog, Lucy, is just curled up in the kennel that they have for her because she is. She still sleeps in her crate every night. She loves it. In fact, I'll leave the crate door open and she still sleeps in there. But it's somewhere that she feels very safe and very comfortable. You know, it's always nice to have that place that, you know, if you have people working on your house and they're coming in and out, or if you have a visitor, especially a kid that might be a little scared of dogs, to know that you have this option where you can hand your dog a bully stick, hand him a really great toy, and he can sit in his crate for a little bit and be perfectly content and perfectly fine. So these are things that aren't going to happen every day, but 
when they do happen, it's really, really nice to have that option. So most of us, yes, we use the crate when we're potty training, when we're in the puppy stage, but it's also sometimes it's nice to kind of keep it going throughout their whole life. I'm not saying make them stay in his crate every single day, but keep them used to it. You know, keep those situations going. What I do is every single time I give my dogs a bully stick, they chew on it in their crate. And that's become like as soon as my hand goes into the bully stick bin, they both run to their crate and that's where they chew on it. I also understand that there's a lot of resistance to using a crate. A lot of people see it as a cage, um, you know, confinement. It's not fair to the dog especially if you adopted them from a shelter. I hear that a lot that, oh, they were in a cage in the shelter. I don't want to have them in one of my home. But I want you to look at it a little differently. If you think about it, we have cribs and we have playpens for our children. And it's to keep them safe. And it's to give them a place where they can play or where they can sleep. And we have peace of mind knowing that they are safe while they're in there. And a crate is for a dog is no different. So I'm going to give you some tips. I'm going to give you some pointers to make this a great oasis for your dog. And that way, whenever you need to use it, your dog's going to love it and you're going to have peace of mind. It's a win-win situation. So the first thing that we have to think about is which type of crate. So if you haven't already, there's a bunch of crates out there. I'll go through a few of the popular ones. I also have pictures of them on the show notes for your reference if you want to go there. It's playtimepause.com forward slash episode five. Just if you want to get a visual, if you want to reference it. Um, I actually got all the pictures off of Chewy.com, which is just a pet supply website. If you want to go on there and just, you know, search for dog crates, all of these crates are going to show up there. So the most popular one is the one that looks like a cage. It's the wire crate. And the reason why it's so popular is because it's very versatile. The biggest advantage to the wire crate is it usually has a little insert that you can put inside. So with this little insert, you're the, you can make the crate small when they're a puppy and then you move it out and then you move it and the crate grows with your dog and eventually you take it out and the dog has the whole crate to himself. The reason why this is important is when it comes to house training. I'll go into house training more in another episode. But when it comes to the crate, the size really matters because you don't want to give your dog too much room. You want to give him enough room where he's comfortable, he can stand up, he can turn around, he can lay down and sleep. But you don't want to give him too much room where he can go to the bathroom in one crate and then sleep in the other end of the crate and it's actually comfortable for him. Because once he learns he can go to the bathroom in the crate, you use, lose the crate as a tool and and then house training just becomes a little harder, a lot harder actually. So to me, that's the biggest advantage of the wire crates. They'll also fold down so you to, for storage. So if you want to store them under a bed or under a couch or even travel with them, they're a little heavy um, to travel with, but because they fold down, it, it could really work. They can slide right into the back of your car. The second most popular one is that um, plastic kennel. So if you think of a cat carrier, that's, that's really what it is, but they're in dog sizes. It's already enclosed and it just has, you know, the door on the front. And what's nice about this is that there's already, it's already enclosed. So with the wire crates, I tend to put blankets over them to kind of give them a more snug feeling because they're a little open. But with these plastic kennels, they're already kind of enclosed. So they already have that nice snug snug feeling. The drawback is, is that they don't fold down. So if you have a large crate for a large dog, you know, they can get big and bulky. 
and they also don't have the life stages feature where where you know there's an insert and you can you can have the crate grow with your dog. I do believe that if you travel with your dog, I think this is the type that you use in the airport. I'm not an expert on that, so please check me on that, but I think that's I think that might be the case. I know that some of them come on wheels so that you can wheel them behind you. Um, if you have a small dog, it's really easy to carry them around in these crates. So there are some, you know, pros and cons to each of these crates. Another one that they have is they call it a travel crate and it's a soft-sided crate. It's super, super light. It's also enclosed. In fact, I think a lot of them have like little zippers where you can um, open up a flap and vent it. They also fold down super easy. I've seen them advertised for like camping and things like that. It doesn't have the life stages option where the crate can grow with the dog. The other thing with it is because it's a soft crate, because it's a soft material, puppies and like big chewers can chew through the material. Honestly, if that wasn't the case, um, these are probably the ones I use because they're so easy to travel with and they're so easy to move around because they're light and they fold down. Another type that I've seen are they have these really nice crates that actually look like furniture. Like they call them end table crates. So there, it's this really nice piece of furniture that your dog can sleep in. You definitely want to take a look at these. They are expensive and there's no travel options with them at all. They are definitely permanent, but they look really nice. So it's definitely an option if that's something that you would want. So choosing which crate is best for you and your dog is really a personal decision. It's really, you know, how it's going to fit into your life, how it's going to work with your dog. What do you think the dog's going to enjoy the most? I can just tell you, you know, a little bit about them. You can research a little bit about them. But at the end of the day, it's what's going to work best for you. There's different options out there because everybody's situation is different. Another big question I get asked is where in the house you should put the crate. This is another one I really can't tell you. It's it's up to you. This is, again, a personal family decision. I know having, especially when they're a puppy and they're going to be in the crate more often because say you're house training them or they just need to go in their crate because you have to cook dinner and they need, you know, constant supervision at this point. It's nice to have them in a high traffic area like a kitchen or a living room because then the dog isn't by himself and he's always with the family even if he's in his crate, say chewing on a bone or eating his food. But I also know that a lot of people like their dog to sleep in the bedroom with them. And so if you have like a two-story house, like this is this is a decision you have to make because do you keep the crate in the bedroom? Do you keep the crate downstairs? Do you have two crates? Do you move the crate? This is, it's really, it's even something you might have to play with to see where the dog's going to be the most comfortable, where it works best into your schedule, your family's lifestyle. You know, me personally, I keep the crates in my bedroom. But full disclosure, I live in a little two-bedroom farmhouse, so honestly, it doesn't matter where I put the crates, I'm never far unless I've actually left the house. Like, I'm not more than 10 feet from any room in my home. Okay, so let's get down to how we're going to make this the best place for your dog to be, a little doggy oasis. So essentially, you just want him to have a good association with his crate. So to start, we are never, ever, ever ever going to use the crate as punishment. It's really easy to, when the dog's jumping around, and he's really active and he's nipping and he kind of gets out of control to get a little frustrated and put him in his crate. We want to avoid that at all costs. The crate is not a timeout. 
The crate is somewhere for him to rest and have fun. So it's a good idea to get him nice and tired before putting him in the crate because then he's just out and he's sleeping and it becomes, you know, the place where he gets to rest without being disturbed. You can have special treats that are only for the crate. I mentioned bully sticks before or um, definitely feeding him in his crate is a good idea. You can do these things at first just to get him used to the crate, to get him to love his crate. You don't have to do it forever, but having that special treat for just in the crate that I recommend always having only because that's what I've done and it's worked wonderfully. Another great idea is to use a Kong in his crate. So if you use a Kong to feed your dog, which which I recommend a lot because you can stuff the Kong with their food, maybe a little bit of peanut butter or some other healthy treat like yogurt and mix it in there. And then it takes him longer to eat. So not only is he in his crate, he's happy to be there because he's eating this fun, fun treat. And he's also taking more time and more energy just to eat his meal because it takes a lot of mental exercise to to get all his food out of a Kong. So that's really a great option. Really anything that's gonna be enjoyable and he's in his crate. Maybe he gets a special toy. Now just from experience, be wary of giving him a squeaky toy in his crate, especially if he's gonna be in your bedroom, because sometimes they don't know that 2 a.m. is not the time to play with that squeaky toy. So I'm pretty sure that if that happened, it would be for one night, but it's just something to think about ahead of time because obviously I did not. A couple of things that I've seen where the dog developed a bad association with the crate and it was completely by accident is is they would put the dog in the crate, but only when they were out of the house. So the dog loved his crate, but then all of a sudden he started getting really anxious in it. But it was because he started to realize that every time he goes in his crate, the family leaves. They didn't even realize this was happening until the bad association was already there. Um, another thing that had happened was that they would put him in the crate when they would vacuum because the dog was already scared of the vacuum. So their solution was, okay, let's put him in the crate. He loves his crate. Let's give him a treat. Then every time he was in his crate, he would hear this scary vacuum in the other room. So we started to associate that with his crate. So it's just these little things that we have to be careful of because sometimes we do it without realizing it. And then all of a sudden this bad association is there. So we just take a moment to make sure that every time we put him in his crate, it's a good thing. So also in the show notes... I put a picture of my dog Lucy's crate and I did that because I've made it really super cozy and very often I have to pull dogs out of her crate like the guest dogs that come here they find her crate and they fall asleep in it and there it has happened where I all of a sudden lose a dog I can't find what happened to him I know he's somewhere in the house and like I said before I have a two-bedroom farmhouse he couldn't have gone far he's sleeping in Lucy's crate even dogs who aren't crate trained do this and I really believe because it's just really super cozy and what it is is it's in a corner and then I drape a blanket over it so the only place you can actually see out is where the door is and then I have a nice one of those little sheepskin flat beds on the on the ground or on the floor of the crate and then I have I think like two blankets in there as well and there's a lot of times 
um, it's Lucy's crate, but my dog Mariah will go in there and I actually have to like stick my head in there to see if she's in there because she's black and I lose her because it's this nice cozy dark corner and they absolutely love it. So I put a picture just so you can see because it's definitely a place that dogs seem to be attracted to. So all this is super easy if you're starting out, if you just have a puppy or if you're bringing a new dog home, but what if you have a dog that's already already doesn't enjoy his crate, already has a little bit of nervousness or just doesn't like being in there. What we're going to do is we're going to work really, really slowly. So this is going to be a process. And unfortunately, there's really no other way around it because you have to go at the dog's pace. So what we're going to do is you're going to leave the crate out and you're going to just leave the crate out, door open, just to let your dog get used to its presence. You don't ask him to go in it. You don't ask him to do anything. It's just there. Then maybe you start throwing treats just near the crate, or maybe you feed him near the crate, right? So his food bowl goes down next to it. Again, you don't do anything with it. You just kind of let the crate be there. And then once you see him get comfortable, again, this is a process. So this might be over days, weeks, even maybe even months, okay? So these are just the steps, but I, but it's really up to your dog how long each step lasts. So next, you're going to, maybe you throw the treats inside the crate. You let him, if he goes in there, you do not close the door. And maybe you start feeding him inside his crate. Maybe you throw his favorite toy in there. He grabs it. He runs out. At this point, you were not closing that door. And once he's doing it without even thinking twice about it, then if he's in there, you close the door, you immediately open it up. You close the door, you immediately open it up every time he goes in. So the door's closed, but he's not stuck in there. As soon as he seems completely comfortable and he, he's not phased by that, maybe we leave it closed for 10 seconds. And then we increase that time very slowly. Again, every time he seems comfortable with it, we increase the time. And what you want to do is, you know, all these treats and these food, it's super high value stuff. So maybe you even cook him up some bacon and you throw bacon inside that crate. And every time he goes in that crate, he gets some bacon. Now, what dog isn't going to be like running into a crate, even if he hated it before, saying, hey, I'm in my crate. Where's my bacon? I mean, heck, I'll run into the crate and say, where's my bacon? So if you get the idea where you just, you want to reassociate how he thinks about the crate. If you're having a lot of trouble, or if you're really not sure, if, or if it's not working, this is a good time to call in a trainer. I mean, I'm always going to be biased to calling in a trainer, but things like this, sometimes it's really important for somebody to see why it's happening you might need some training that's modified just for your dog's situation because it depends on why he doesn't like his crate. Like how and how scared is he or, or is it scared or is it that he just doesn't like to be confined or, you know, why it's happening. And a trainer is going to be able to see that and be able to modify some kind of training process to your situation. Okay, so we talked about the reasons why crate training is such an essential tool for not only you, but for your dog. It's definitely the most efficient and best way to house train your dog. It's the best way to keep him safe through those inquisitive puppy years. And even beyond that, to always have to have that option that there's a place where he can go, where he's going to be very happy, where you're going to be comfortable and have peace of mind because you know that he's safe and comfortable. It's a real relief to have that option when those situations do come up. 
We also talked about the different kind of crates. If you want to see some pictures of the crates that I was talking about, you can go right to the show notes, playtimepause.com forward slash episode five, or you can just go to playtimepause.com and if you click on podcast, find episode five and the pictures are just right there, including a picture of my Lucy's crate, which I'm telling you, dogs just love it. I don't know. I It's, it's so cozy that they just, they love the, her crate. So you can see exactly how I have it set up. And then we also talked about how to make, how to really get your dog to love his crate, have a special treat for him every time he goes in there, you know, get him tired out so it's a nice, comfortable place for him to sleep. You know, maybe you feed him in there, give him a special toy every time he's in there. Okay, so if you have any questions or comments, again, go right to the show notes. You can leave comments right there. And next episode, episode six, is going to be all about how to get your dog to stop stealing your stuff for your own sanity, for your stuff, and for your dog's safety. I know this is a really hot topic. This is definitely a popular puppy problem. So I'm going to talk about ways to prevent it and hopefully stop that unwanted behavior. All right. So until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to your new puppies podcast. Learn more about us at playtimepaws.com. Hello, Debbie here. I just wanted to pop back in to let you know about my brand new four-week puppy course. So if you're thinking about getting a puppy, or maybe you already have one, this is my new four-week course where I go over all the stuff that you need to get through puppyhood. So it's a lot of stuff that I talk about on the podcast, but I go into greater detail, and throughout the course, you have direct access to me to answer all of your questions. And there's even an option for a one-on-one training video session with me throughout the course. So if you're interested, you can head over to playtimepause.com forward slash puppy, and I hope to see you over there. Bye for now.